3: What's good, my friends? This is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the Fan Upstate rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. Tomorrow, we'll be at Ingles in Powdersville. Now, this is not a complaint, guys. I think this is adorable, actually. Okay? It's not a complaint. But you know how, like, I always joke and I always tease how, like, um, there's so many different town names here, and why don't we just call the whole area the upstate or the whole area Greenville. Um, this is a, sp- a special one because the address is 10903 Anderson Road. Anderson is a town. It's, the address is listed as being Piedmont, but it's actually in Powdersville, okay? <laughs> like, what, what are we doing here?
4: It's confusing Upstate-ish. as hell. Anderson Road in Piedmont that is actually Powdersville. There is a there. There are a lot of roads around here that are named for the place they lead to. Not the place that you're in. It's the place that you lead to. If you're on Anderson Road, you're going to Anderson. If you're on Simpsonville Street, you're going towards Simpsonville. If you're on Spartanburg Highway, you're going to Spartanburg. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. What's more confusing than that, Mark? That we have roads named after towns not in the town where they are or my hometown, which is divided into four quadrants. And there's a northwest, northeast, southeast, southwest, and the same streets exist in each quadrant. There's a first street northwest. There's a First Street Southwest. What town is this? Hickory, North Carolina. Oh, okay. There's a First Street Southeast. Oh. There's a First Street Northeast. Oh, can't handle this. And there's so many of them. You got to know what part of town you're in. Please make it stop. To, <laughs> to know all of you which First Street you're going to. something. And say- I would say Hickory is about the size of Anderson. If I had to guess. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, guys,
3: if you can find us, I believe it's the Ingalls in Powdersville. Uh, but it's 10903 Anderson Road in Piedmont. That is actually officially Powdersville. I think I've got that. I think I got that. Uh, Texter says, Mark, thank God for Sunday ticket in the Red Zone channel so I don't have to watch the crap that is the Carolina
4: Panthers every single week. Hey, thank God for just turning your TV off. That's an even better way to not watch that crap. I want to
3: to pour a beer on Dave Tepper. I, I see what you did there, Texter. I absolutely see what you did there. Texter says, uh, Johnny, Johnny Carrots says, uh, I'm just messing with y'all. Y'all are the best in the business. Johnny, we love you, man. Look, um, there's this weird feeling in society today where, like, you can't disagree with somebody without thinking they're going to say something about your mama. We're not like that. You know, like, you disagreeing with us, you coming at us, we do not take that as an affront or a threat. You know, like, we appreciate your support.
4: We appreciate your participation. But, see, Johnny Carrots also said, you act like it's the overwhelming majority," is the point he's trying to make. Jonathan, you know where our podcasts are hosted. They're on the fanupstate.com. They're on the Odyssey app. They're on Spotify, they're on Apple Podcasts, they're on Google Podcasts. I invite you to pull the clip and send it to us. Tell us show us exactly where we said the majority of fans think this way. Neither one of us ever said that a majority of fans think this way. But you're up in your feels, Jonathan, okay? <laughs> you're, you're, you got your blood pressure all up. You're getting all twitchy. You're like JoJo, the Indian circus boy, with a pretty new pet. You got this thing that you're just yeah, ready to strangle. But Jonathan, please, pay attention to the words we say, not the way you feel after the words we say. And if we if either of us ever said the majority of Clemson fans feel this way, please, not I don't invite you, I challenge you to pull the clip. Give us a timestamp, tell us exactly where we said that. Oh, it's so easy to do, too, guys. I mean, any other so
3: any of the places Diesel told you, or the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, put in the fan upstate, pull up the audio from yesterday, screen record it, tweet it out. Very, very easy to do. Um, guys, I wanted to shift gears here to this. The So we're now a couple months removed. Oh, thank you, Diesel, for the reminder. Before we get to that, let's get to Remington, who is in Spartanburg and wants to chime in. Remington, thanks for hanging on, bud. What's good?
2: Hey, Mark. Um, I want to talk about that topic you had going on yesterday sure. about Clemson fans settling with their production. Now, again, again Remington,
3: you really have to be careful. You can't say all. You got to say some. Right? But um, I the, right. The, the words that I used were I'm hearing way too many of you, okay? Way too many Clemson fans say things like, well, we had a good run under Dabo. He's our guy. Once you raise the bar to Remington, that's the bar. Never change it.
2: I agree with that 100%. But real quick, I'm a diehard NC State Wolfpack fan. Um, Those exist? For, Those exist? There yes. is a diehard yeah, NC State do.
3: Wolfpack fan? Really? Yeah, know that.
2: they're hard to find around here, but yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, I have a message for the Clemson fans that are settling. Um, if I was a Clemson fan, I would not settle, um, especially after the, I guess you could call it a historic run with a championship and playoff runs and all that stuff. If I was a Clemson fan, I wouldn't settle for anything less than that because, like you said, they set the standard, so that needs to stay the standard. Um, And me being a Wolfpack fan, I kind of want your opinion on this. Um, And that guy who called yesterday was saying other teams aren't on an uptick. Well, then you've got NC State, who we've been having eight, nine, 10-win seasons last, I don't know how many years in a row now. but And, you know, Dave Doran, he just became NC State's winningest head coach this past season. And I love Dave Doran, don't get me wrong, but at what point, and how does NC State get over the hump of 8, nine, ten wins, and how do we win the ACC and do what Florida State has done and do what Clemson has done? And I'm not calling for Dave Dorn's head yet, but how do we get to that point other than scheduling Tennessee for opening a week, and how do we win the ACC? And, you know, as a hungry NC State fan, if I was a Clemson fan, I wouldn't settle because I'm not settling for nine and 10 win seasons. I want more and you always should want more. So, um, and a huge shout out to Clemson fans being hospitable, uh, when the Wolfpack does come to Clemson. Um, I can't say the same about Carolina Gamecock fans, even though I am a Carolina Gamecock fan, but, um, he shout out the Clemson fans for being hospitable. And thank you for taking my call. And let me know what you think NC State needs to do to get over yeah, the hump. Yeah. So thank you got to be
3: careful, Remington, because Dave Doran is better than 90% of the head coaches you've had. OK, I understand your frustration. You know, everyone around Raleigh wants to just be cool with hey, man, we're eight and four. We're NC State. That's good for us. You know, as well as I do, Diesel, Gamecock fans, if Beamer dropped eight and four every year. They'd be good with that for at least a while. So I hear you, and the reality is there is no
4: geographical reason why NC State couldn't be better than eight or nine wins a year. Speaking of the hospitality of Clemson fans, don't forget it was Clemson Dude who offered to teach NC State fans how how to engage in this very specific skill.
5: I will teach NC State Nation how you have
3: a
4: victory cigar. (laughs)
3: <laughs> Johnny Carrot says, so if you admit it's only a few and not the majority, then just admit you're stirring the pot and I'm okay with that. I like the pot stirring, so says Johnny. Johnny, it's something we continue to hear. Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. Like, it's, it's a narrative that keeps coming back, you know? Whenever you complain about Dabo, whenever you say, man, I don't like that he's not using the transfer portal, you keep hearing, I'm just grateful for what we got. I'm grateful we got two national championships. As far as I'm concerned, Dabo can coach as long as he wants, do things his way as long as he wants. I've heard that, Johnny, way too many times. And it's repetitive. And it keeps coming back. Okay? And I don't screenshot it all because I don't, you know, I, I just share with you guys what we experience. Got better things to do. Yeah. That's it. That, I mean, it's, that's, that's all you can say. Uh, let's see here, guys. Okay. I want you guys to ponder something here. And we will get to part of this on this side of the segment and another the the other half of this uh, after uh, the, the, the next segment. Okay, so we'll hit this now. We'll hit this at like 445. Okay, but I want you to be pondering this because this to me is fascinating. I am figuratively, so this means not really, okay, I am giving you guys a $6,800 sports allowance. Okay? It's your allowance. The only thing you have to do it's like a store credit. I'm not going to give you the cash that you can keep. I'm giving you a $6,800 sport sports allowance that you can use as you wish on sports. Not jerseys, not clothes, not hats, sports. Sports games, sports tickets, sports trips. Okay, sports, 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 sports. Why are we doing this? Because I was looking at this last week. The average Super Bowl... (laughs) This is still... Diesel, there's something about this that is so un-American. You know, like, the fact that my parents have been to a Super Bowl, and it was only Diesel because of, like, a corporate... You know, my dad, I think, worked for Coca-Cola, and Coca-Cola had a few corporate tickets, Mm -hmm. and my dad was was able to take my mom, and I'm still pissed that they didn't bring me i'm like god mom you could have. i was so tiny you could have shoved me in your purse back then um so they went to a super bowl the average super bowl ticket price is six thousand eight hundred dollars just the ticket okay Mm. just the ticket not parking not your hotel not your airfare not your food not your drink not your beverage the ticket cost six thousand eight hundred dollars okay and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be real with you guys. It would be pretty cool to be able to say we have been to a Super Bowl. That'd be pretty cool, right? Like that. that is a bucket list item to just just one. I don't need to go to more than one. It's a spectacle. You know, it would be cool to be inside the building of the most watched TV event in the world, right? But my question to you guys is simply I'm going to give you figuratively – okay? You can spend that to get your Super Bowl ticket or anything else you want in sports, anything else you want. Are you going with a Super Bowl ticket? Are you going with something else, a few other things? What are you going with if I'm giving you the average cost of a Super Bowl ticket allowance, $6,800? What are you going with? What is your go-to? What a nice surprise that would be. And I will caution you because this is where Diesel and I come off a little bit pretentious. We're not, but we do. Diesel, when's the last time you paid for a sporting event? Go.
4: Oh, man. It's probably a Swamp (laughs) Rabbit game ticket that I requested and just couldn't get any, and I paid like 10 bucks a pop for him like two
3: years ago. Okay. So two years ago, (laughs) Diesel. Two years ago, <laughs> Diesel bought a $10 Swamp Rabbits ticket. Okay. That's the last ticket that he's purchased in sports. This is, see, we
4: come off pretentious. It's not, we? Maybe, it was, maybe it was a drive game last year, and those were probably $10.
3: Right. Okay. Uh, I, so my wife was saying to me, I'm bummed, Mark, that anytime you go to a Clemson game, I can't come because you're in the press box. Like, I feel like I'm never going to get to go to a game with you. So, Diesel, I quote-unquote splurged. It was Wake Forest, two tickets, 86 bucks. Not each. Two tickets total, 86 bucks. Great. I went. That's it, Diesel. Those are the only sports tickets I have purchased in the five years that I have been here. The only ones. I haven't purchased anything else. And so this is hard for you and me because you and I... Don't purchase sports tickets.
4: This is where we we
3: come across like snobs. You don't know how many times my wife
4: has said to me, the the fringe benefits where you work are really good. Like free concert tickets, free sports tickets. You get almost anywhere you want to go for free. Not every time, but most of the time. Yeah, you do. So we're going to ask you guys
3: that question, okay? Uh, You get a $6,800 allowance, okay? You can spend that to go to the Super Bowl or anything else you want in sports. Are you going to the Super Bowl or are you going to somewhere else? Diesel, you think a majority of people are going to the Super Bowl with that? That's no. their Super Bowl ticket? No. Or a majority of people going,
4: doing some, something They're else? They're doing something else. There's no, I have no desire whatsoever to go to a Super Bowl. Not even one. Not one. What if it was all expenses paid? No. No? I don't not have Not an to interest see
3: in that. the spectacle? Not to not to be there in the building. I got my own spectacles. They're right here. <laughs> uh, Texter but, said, "No, no, no. You don't get to add it to your savings, Texter. Like that. That's you have to spend it on sports. Okay. You don't get to just tuck it away." Uh, t- UNC Chris says six thousand eight hundred dollars. I could see, I could see one million eight thousand four hundred and thirty-seven Carolina <laughs> Panthers games for that wow. price. For that price, there you go. Uh, I'm going to see 34 Steelers games at $200 a pop. So says A to the MFJ. All right, guys. So there you have it. There is the challenge. I'd like you to be thinking about this, okay? What would you spend? You can either get a Super Bowl ticket or $6,800 that you have to spend on sports. Where are you spending your coin? jerseys not allowed, hats, shirts, not allowed. I'm talking about games. You're going to games, okay? What are you spending it on? Think about it. We'll return to this conversation at 4.45 p.m. because we've got our guy Jake Crane joining us next right here on the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the fan upstate.
0: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas Now get 0% APR or up to $1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
3: It's Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the Fan Upstate rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. Joining us right now is a great friend of the show. He's got his own incredibly successful sports talk show. Uh, That is Crane and Company, part of The Real Daily Wire, the newly married, the newly minted. Jake Crane joins us on the show. Jake, we're going to have some fun today, man. Are you ready? Oh, God, sign me up. Fun on a Tuesday? I love it. There we go. So, Jake, I was reading this today. Uh, A couple that was getting married. OK, now, Jake, this might could very well be one of those situations where, you know, you and I have both gotten married in the last year, year and a half. Um, why didn't we think of this? They said in lieu of any sort of wedding gift or registry, y'all just pay for the reception. All of y'all. So anyone who's going to be at the reception is paying for their head at the reception. OK, so it's forty dollars for adults, twenty dollars for kids Nobody pays for the reception. Is this onsides or offsides, Jake Crane?
5: Oh, look, it's onsides. I mean, sometimes you, you got to run a reverse. I mean, sometimes <laughs> you, you got to throw a little trickeration in there. I, I get it. Uh, you know, again, listen, like for a lot of our wedding gifts, they're just sitting in a china cabinet, and we're never going to use them except like once a year. So, yeah, when it comes down to, to making that move, I mean, I'm not throwing a penalty. In fact, I'm writing that one down and, and saving it to look at later. I love it.
3: Jake uh, Jay Crane joining us here on the show. Okay, Jake, another fun sidebar for you. Uh, we're asking our audience, the average Super Bowl ticket, this is so un-American, Jake, is $6,800. Okay? Average. You ever been to a Super Bowl,
5: Jake? No, and for that amount of money, unless I'm going for free, then, you know, I'm not going. I'll watch it on. We'll live stream it on on Credit Company or I'll watch it on my TV and not have to wait in line at the bathroom. The beer's cheap. Uh, And, you know, I can turn the channel during commercials if I want to. It's a great situation, and it costs me, you know, whatever, you know, your your drinking costs.
3: Yeah, there you go. So here here it is, Jake. Here it is, $6,800. You can go to the Super Bowl for that money. And I I got a ticket for you. Or you can use that money somewhere else in sports. Just no jerseys or hats or things like that. You actually have to use it to go to sports. Are you going to the Super Bowl? Or what are you going to?
5: Oh, man, that's a good question. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take that money that you gave me. I'm going to buy a plane ticket to Las Vegas. And whatever the difference is on that, I'm going to put Georgia to cover the spread.
3: Wow, there
4: you go. Not bad.
5: Not bad, brother. Yeah, Jake, look, I'm, I'm trying to get a return on my investment. I'll have a great time sitting in the sportsbook watching.
4: Jake, you know, I believe in principle that John Shire, Bill Self, Matt Painter, and other guys like them are right about the court storming and how it very easily could become a dangerous situation. I mean, I, I get in the Duke case, Kyle Filipowski definitely tried to check that Wake student into – the first row so he's he's not entirely innocent in this situation but it's it's still so hard to agree with john Shire cuz he's just got that punchable duke face i don't know what it is about people who attended duke or played at duke coached at duke you just kind of want to hit them all so who is it yeah they kind of sp- got that Slytherin vibe <laughs> who in sports does it does it kind of irk you or drive you nuts most when you agree with them
5: uh probably Steve Kerr, just because I just disagree with, like, 99.9% of the other stuff he Then I'll say something. It's like that thing, that that meme, the worst person you know just made a great point. Sometimes he'll say stuff, and I'm like – and most times it's as to a basketball. I'm like, yeah, that's – and that's the best way I think you could have put that. But the other 99% of the times, it just – I don't know. It's not just what he's saying, but, but it's kind of almost in that Duke vein. There's just something about it. I mean, you know, he said Steph Curry is, is more skilled than basically Michael Jordan, which I think is, is laughable at best. But to go back to the court storming thing, wh- why do we make things so difficult? Why do we make them so complex? It's really easy. Here's what you do. You, you, have, you already have a 30-second shot clock in college. If you know there's a team you, you got at home that they're going to storm the court, you have your security set up. You wait 30 seconds so the players can get off the court, the the visiting players. (laughs) Once that 30-second clock goes off, y'all go have at it. Y'all going to have just as much fun as you would 30 seconds earlier and nobody gets run over. And if you run on there before, you get treated like if if you ran on the court during the middle of the game or anything like that. So I feel like there's a really easy fix. The clock's already built in to do it. You already have, have security there. So why why we got other stuff to worry about,
3: man? Can we just can we figure this one out? uh, Jake, I said, why not penalize the team? You you see that at soccer games if there's wait 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 hold hold up hold up you see that at soccer games right? If a team uh if a if a fan base is yelling a racial epithet, that team forfeits the game. Okay, uh you are you are guilty of uh, of hate speech. You forfeit the game. If you are endangering players by rushing the field, you forfeit the win.
5: Why not? Well, to go back to the first thing you said, if if it was that easy, which I don't think that happens at every game, why wouldn't you just dress up as the opposite team's jersey if you're a fan of the team and go scream racial epitaphs until they forfeit? I don't think that's a plausible way to go. And believe me, if Harvey Updike will poison a tree in the middle of a city – Somebody will definitely go do that to secure the win, uh, and it messes with betting too. so uh, when you look at you know if you're a team if the team that you bet against is winning, all you got to do is put on a jersey and go scream racial epitaphs. the game stops, it's voided, you don't lose any money that's that's a dangerous rabbit hole. Uh, the second thing is I don't want to penalize the players for something th- that a fan is doing that, that that's unfair that's like that's like penalizing the baker because the butcher went out and ran somebody over. It's not my fault they did that. To me, again, it's very, very simple. If you either find the school so much that they have to have a deterrent, like I just mentioned, right, or if that rule is broken – that person or people gets penalized the same way you would as, as running on the court. I just don't think you, got to, you, can, you can punish the team, number one, because what of a fans said, but you can't put the game in the fans' hands. I just don't think that's plausible.
4: Jake, here's, here's two very easy solutions to this. Number one, I've been to many, many, and I'm sure you have as well, big concerts, 30,000, 40,000 people at concerts. You know what they have right in front of the stage to keep fans from getting on the stage? Big ass They're metal barricades. Yeah. That's yeah. solution number one. Solution well, we got number <laughs> yeah. Solution number two, and this is the more ludicrous solution, is you you put a moat around the court <laughs> and you have sharks with freaking laser beams on their freaking heads, yeah. and that stops the fans from wanting to go in.
5: For sure, it's it's. just goes back to the Austin Power. Why, why would you shut the doors? Why don't you just you know kill? We'll kill them right now and be done with it. Uh, but no, look, again, I, I the barrier thing. I guess here's the thing. I, I don't mind court storming. I don't mind storming the field. But can we just have a little bit of a rule set in place or a shot clock to get the opposing players off of the field and, and then it'll all be fine? That 30 seconds in, you go out there, hey, let's, let's go roll Tumor's Corner, whatever, whatever. Uh, about the Filipowski thing, though. See, I, I don't think he really tried to to check that guy because was going to check that guy. And I'm seven foot three and as big as he is, I'm not tripping you. I'm going to push you in a, a, up to the second row of the arena. I just think he turned around and it was like the arrows from the movie 300 going to Leonidas, and he didn't know what to do because if you're standing in a stampede of demon deacons, uh, you got to do something.
3: Jake Crane joining us here on Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the fan upstate. Jake, why do they want to make college football March Madness a tournament-only sport? Does anyone at the controls actually care about the health of college football? Because, as you know, Jake, the regular season is a playoff. It makes college football incredibly unique, incredibly special. The only month we talk about college basketball is the one that's coming up, and that's it. And they made it that way with what they did at the tournament. I get disgusted every time I keep hearing that that our playoff is going to continue to expand.
5: Yeah. Well, well, look, in my opinion, the biggest thing, and Mark, I think we've talked about this since I've been coming on your show, man. The, the thing I was worried the most about with, with playoff expansion was the watering down of the regular season. Because, look, basketball and football are way different. You can play a lot more games in basketball than you can in football. There's a reason they play twice a week as opposed to once a week. Uh, you, play, you can shorten the regular season a little bit and still have that big tournament and be fine. But in college football, all, they talk, all you hear about is player safety, right? So if they're going to add games to the playoff, they're definitely not going to add more games to the regular season. They're going to start taking games away. So the more that the playoff adds games, the less regular season games we're going to have. They may end up not playing conference championship games anymore. I, it would shock me because they're such big money makers, but we may get to the point where they see more financial gain on the back end of having more teams in the playoff because the games have, you know, quote-unquote, more significance. And now let's just go back to 11-game regular season. I, I don't want that. That's why I said I thought the perfect number was eight. For the college football playoff because even if they wanted to move it up well you move it up to 10 you still don't water down the regular season too much well once you started at 12 and we're already here and they're thinking about going to 14 at some point then you start eating into the regular season because they've walked themselves into a corner with this player safety situation and it looks remembering the nfl when they added regular season games and everybody was talking about how dangerous it is now, or with all the CTE stuff coming out, how big of a problem that was, they've, they've seen how that worked out. So they're not going to add more games in the regular season. That's what worries me. They're going to start trading playoff seeds for regular season games.
4: Jake group of five head coaches leaving to be position coaches at power five schools. Is this a big deal or no deal at all? I say it's no deal because, Power will always form a vacuum, and somebody who has talent and somebody who has a desire to be a head coach will always seek to fill that position. There's a reason why uh, I'm blanking on his name off the top of my head. It was the the guy from Georgia that just took the job as head coach at at Georgia State. He wanted to be a head coach, and this is his best opportunity to be a head coach. Talent will always fill those roles. So to me, I say it's not that big of a deal. What do you think?
5: Well, you know, the thing about Dell is Dell just wanted to be an offensive coordinator. He wanted to move up and, and be an offensive coordinator. Not only did he surpass that, he went straight to the head coach at, at a place like Georgia State. So good for Dell. He's deserved it. <clears throat> a great guy, great, great man overall. But, when, when you, look, I've been in the business. I was in it for a decade, right, six and a half in the Division One level. Every coaching job is circumstantial. That's why when, you know, everybody said, oh, <laughs> Sean Elliott leaving the, the head coach position at Georgia State to go to South Carolina, you know, it just, it just goes to show you that college football is being ruined or, um, you know, this uh, Kane Womack leaves South Alabama as the head coach to be the D.C. at Alabama. No, the, the one that blew my mind was, oh, Jeff Hafley, the head coach at Boston College. Left to become the defensive coordinator for the Packers, so I guess nobody wants to coach in college football anymore. No, it's all circumstantial. You gotta look at each job on its own. If Jeff Hafley did not win eight games next year at Boston College, he was going to get fired. He barely escaped getting fired this year, especially after they lost the Holy Cross early. You look at Sean Elliott. Sean Elliott was on the hot seat going into next year, and we're already seeing a somewhat of a split of the Power Five and the Group of Five. I think some of these coaches see it down the pipe, but everybody's panicking about that. Kane Womack was not about to get fired at South Alabama, but his best friend in the world just got the head coaching job at Alabama hired him as the defensive coordinator, which is a better pathway to a bigger head coaching job than being the head coach at South Alabama, and I'm a South Alabama alum. So then, then you look and I didn't hear anybody crying about this, when Sean Lewis, two years ago, left being the head coach at Kent State to be the offensive coordinator at Colorado, got demoted halfway through the season, and then still got the head job at San Diego State. So that pathway was already giving car getting carved. But we have a bad habit in sports media of generalizing—not you guys, but a lot of people—of generalizing all the coaching realm into one. Coaching jobs are circumstantial. Chip Kelly, that was an anomaly, a total anomaly. You will probably not see that happen again.
3: Jake Crane, Crane & Company, Real Daily Wire, joining us here on Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, we are the fan upstate. Okay, Jake, so here's the question. There are nine teams in college football that are a better bet than not to make the 12-team playoff next year. My question to you is, which of these nine teams is not going to make the college football playoffs? So these all, each of these nine have a better than 50-50 shot of getting in. Georgia, Ohio State. Texas, Oregon. Florida State, Clemson. Kansas State, Michigan.
5: Utah. Mm, I would say, I, man, I think there's a couple that are in trouble there um or, or could be in trouble you know you, you got to think somebody's going to come out of the ACC right but but you got to take one of Clemson and Florida State we still got to see it consistently with Clemson I like club I like Garrett Riley but this Dabo Sweeney Boy Scout way of going through college football isn't really working right now and you're losing Haru the great white ninja Will Shipley uh, after he'd been there for what seemed like 47 years but I look at Florida State I don't trust DJU I just don't he's like He's like a, the, the zero sugar version of Joe Milton. Like his arm's not as strong, but they have the same problems. Like it's just just the truth. I don't. He's not Jordan Travis. They don't have Johnny Wilson anymore. They don't have Keon Coleman, Jaheem Bell. Not that they're bad. Uh, are are, are going to be a, a poor football team, but I think there's a decent chance they don't make the playoff. Now, when I look at Kansas State, you know, you look at the quarterback situation. Obviously, Will Howard going up to Ohio State, which I think. The, obviously, them in Georgia, it's going to be hard for me not to pick them to be playing each other in the national championship, uh, but, but I would love Kansas State in there, and then Michigan. Uh, look, a lot of moving parts, you, and it's not just the coaching staff. Obviously, that hurts, but you're losing your quarterback. You're losing most of your your offensive line. You do return some some decent pieces on defense, but you're not going to get the same output and veteran leadership in a Big Ten that now just added Oregon as well. I know they added USC, uh, UCLA, and Washington, but I feel like Oregon can come in year one and really be a problem. So I think there's four or five that may not make it out of that group.
4: Jake, is there a team that you see kind of coming from – maybe out of the preseason top 25. And I know we've just kind of got it in the way too early preseason top 25. We don't know what it's actually going to be. But there's always a team that comes from the from the high 20s or even 30s and makes a, makes a deep run up to the top 10, top 15. Do you look at any school right now and say, I think they have the ingredients that it takes to make a run like that this year? Man, you know, Miami
5: with Cam Ward is really interesting to me. And I know people laugh at Mario Cristobal. I mean, dude, just take a knee. I get it. But if you look at what they bring back up front and you look at get, bringing in Cam Ward and the talent they still have on that defense and a chip on the shoulder, Miami's Miami's very, very intriguing to me. You know, I, the, the easiest place to look <clears throat> would obviously probably be in the Big 12 somewhere. Uh, you know, you look at the Big Ten. I, I think Ohio State, there's really nobody right now in the Big Ten that I think is going to make such a huge jump. I don't think Purdue is going to do it under year, uh, in, in year two uh, of their new head coaching regime out there. I feel like it's going to be Ohio State, kind of everybody else or with Oregon. Uh, I think those will be the two out of there. But I look at the Big 12. I think Utah is going to win it right now. I, I think they're going to come in the league and, and win it year one. But Texas Tech, Very, very, very interesting to me. I find them kind of fascinating uh, going into this next year with with the speed they return. I like Joey McGuire and how he goes about things. You know, look around the SEC, you know, coming out of the top 25. uh, Again, I know you said this, Disa, but without knowing where they're going to be ranked, it's going to be tough. Auburn's interesting, but you do got to go to Georgia. You do got to go to Alabama. That's always tough. But I tell you, a team that maybe just to watch out, you know, just under the radar to, to sneak in there. Watch out for SMU now. Just, just watch out for him this year with Rhett Lashley. I really like what they did last year. They returned a lot of pieces. Don't be shocked if you start hearing their name being mentioned later and later in the year next year.
3: Jay Crane joining us here on the show. Jake, which of the uh, NFL draft quarterback hopefuls is going to have the best career?
5: Oh man, that's that's a great question. The best career. I I mean Caleb Williams is an easy answer. There's some some things I don't you know, off the field about him. I'm not super I said no to him.
3: I said no to him for that reason, Jake. I I don't (laughs) you know, I I don't I don't like dictating where he's gonna play. I I I didn't like not playing in the bowl game with his team. I didn't like some of the off field stuff as well. He's also not gonna throw at the combine. He's not throwing at the combine. There you go. So
5: I mean give me a break. What are you hiding? Uh, I like Jaden Daniels a lot, man. That's where I was going to go. That's, that's where the, the only thing is this man has got to understand if Anthony Richardson cannot survive running around in the NFL, like he did in college, Jaden Daniels cannot do it either. Or they will break him in half. Anthony Richardson is three times the size of Jaden Daniels from a thickness standpoint. If he can stay healthy, I think, you know, he's, he's going to have a chance with his legs, to do some pretty you know, impressive things. I think he's got a lot of Kyler Murray in him, but he's more mature. He's obviously bigger. He just got to learn how to run. But, you know, don't, don't sleep on my guy Drake May, right? Don't sleep on my guy Drake May. Uh, I think some guys are, are kind of down on him a little bit for some reason. You know, I saw Cal Heard come out and say he wouldn't take him in the first round. I watched this cat play for three years. He's, he's big time. And uh, I, the, there's a lot of NFL GMs. That are hoping a, a lot of more negative news comes out about Drake May, so he may fall a little bit further and then fall a little bit further. The Duke and ball.
4: Well, for what it's worth, there, uh, Tom Palacero reported this morning that Jaden Daniels also not going to throw at the combine. So uh, it's yeah, well, a great question. One of those two thing, guys though? hiding.
5: Here's the here's the thing. If I have
4: to watch you throw, go run around
5: in your panties and, and throw the ball at a combine and because I don't know yet, that's the most unreal, unrealistic thing you will ever do. It's the dumbest thing that we ever do. The fact that we run the 40 without football pads on, the fact that guys run – it's the Zach Wilson effect. Oh, I don't even – if you've ever thrown a football with pads on and pads off, you know how different it is. The way we do it is so stupid, and if you base everything on a player – at the combine the way they throw as opposed to the way they throw when some of these monsters from Mordor are running at them while they're in the pocket with pads on, then, you know, there's a beachfront property in Kansas that I could give you a great deal on. Our friend, Jake,
3: J-Boy Crane, At Jake Crane underscore on Twitter. Host of the National Sports Show, Crane & Company. Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Part of Real Daily Wire. Loves seeing his star rise. Jake, thank you so very much, my friend.
5: Hey, it's always fun to join you guys. Man, that reception idea was
3: great. (laughs) There you go. There you go. All right. Jake Crane joins us on the show. Back to your ideas for how to use your money. $6,800. You get a Super Bowl ticket. Or you can spend that money on what you want in sports. That's next right here on the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, we we are the fan of State.
0: This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. So what exactly is the show about? It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitches and catches. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the Fan Upstate. Great to have you guys with us on a uh, on a Super Tuesday edition of the show. Guys, I am temporarily distracted here. I got news that one of the nicest people uh, that I had the privilege of calling a media colleague in, in Houston, Texas, uh, passed away. Her name was Maggie McKeithen. She was incredibly fun loving, um and this has happened to me too often recently. Uh About a month ago, I got news that my former producer in Atlanta passed away. Um, there was somebody else that I knew that was in her thirties and passed away in the last month. and um you know i I don't even know what happened or how this came to be, but she was so kind and so supportive and so fun. Uh, and um, she's gone way too soon. So i um, going to snap back into it. Wanted to share that with you guys. Um, and uh, really just, you know, it's hard when something like that hits you on the air and you don't even have a chance to process it. You know? You don't even have a chance to process it. It was, gosh, this was, uh, I want to say 2021. It was August of 2021. And the guy that was the, mo- the, the single person that has been the most supportive of me in my career, passed away from COVID, you know? And um, it was funny, you, you guys, you know, again, this is, I'm gonna share this with you and then I'm gonna move on. He begged me not to do the vaccine trial, right? He begged me. He said, Mark, don't do the vaccine trial for COVID. Begged me. I did it. Obviously, he wasn't vaccinated, he passed away. Um, from COVID-19. And I was just absolutely destroyed about that. And that happened uh, when I was at an Ingalls show and I was live during an Ingalls show. And it just kind of like, you you know, it's like, how do you you continue with that punch to the gut? How do you go on? How do you, I don't know, man. It's, uh, this is happening far too often, man. Far, far, far too often. Guys, the Never Smooth segue back to sports conversation. Let's do it. Um, we ha- we're we giving you $6,800. $6,800, okay, to spend on a sports event of your choice. Okay? You can – that why $6,800? Because that is the price of the average Super Bowl ticket. Okay? That's the price of the average Super Bowl ticket. So you can take that $6,800 – and go to the Super Bowl. Here's your ticket. Or you can spend it in another way. How are you spending it? It's just got to be spent on sports. What is your suggestion? Let's go first to Rich in Chicago. Rich, you got $6,800. You can go to the Super Bowl or you can use it somewhere else in sports. What are you doing?
6: I'm like you and Diesel, uh, being semi-connected to uh the media world through uh, marketing. And that's what I did in my entire life. I've been to five Super Bowls, all expenses paid, never paid it down. Been to eight Wimbledons uh, in tennis because my corporation sponsored tennis. And I'm like you, I don't buy the tickets. I think you're going to be a moron to spend $6,800. I'd rather sit in a sports bar with my friends and watch it. I'll take the 68 and uh, and uh, I'll. I'll I'll spend it on. Uh, I'm just screwing around. I'm not paying that.
3: Well, you got to spend it on sports. So you're going to buy Bears season tickets?
6: That would be death. That would be a death wish. Uh, <laughs> I would try to. I I would be a minority owner in in some uh, soccer team. Okay. I would, be an, I would be an investor. Okay. And you know, just because of the value of the franchise, and that was the reason I originally called it. And I'll be very brief because I've got some data, and I told Diesel this about why. The Panthers are on a death march. This is really interesting to me, and I do it because I'm a marketing guy. This data was brought to me, and I thought it was very interesting about how the Panthers' brand is in deep trouble. They're the number one most discounted ticket as a visiting team in the in, in the NFL. Wow. Where do you one. get that information? I've got it from, hold on here, I knew you'd ask me. Statista has it, and uh, Finance Buzz. They're talking about what do you do when you're on the road in terms of attendance. There's two pieces of data there. The first thing that says the tickets, the prices went on the road for the home team tickets declined 36% in the resale market. No one wants to go. So if you can't sell tickets at home, and when you're on the road, no one, no one gives gives a crap about going to your game. I think you got to take a hard look at, at at what you're doing. And the reason I say that and most fans i know you guys know know this but 83% no excuse me it's uh, 75% of the income that every team gets is from the tv contracts and get this it doesn't matter if you're in charlotte or new york it, it last year it was 249 million their their share of the of the tv cut right now when you consider tickets they're only 17% of their income stream the owners, people don't understand. The owners don't care about the fans. The other thing is the players don't. Let me tell you, the players don't. The salary cap escalation in the last four years because of the TV money. How about this? It's up twenty nine percent. Right. I in the last four years. So you got players, and you got the owner who doesn't care. Ticket sales don't matter. What does matter is no one, no one wants to watch you. And Panthers are number one in the league for uh, the the. Uh, discount of road tickets when they appear. That's 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 bad, really bad.
3: Yeah, it's awful. Hey, Rich, great to hear from you, buddy. Thank you so much for ringing us up. Uh, guys, you've got $6,800. That's the average cost of a Super Bowl ticket. You can go to the Super Bowl with it, but by hunches, most of you would not. I'd like to go to one. I would think about going, but Diesel, I think I'm going to the World Cup instead. Uh, you can't tell me... I don't need to go to the World Cup final. The U.S. isn't going to be there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I want to go to the World Cup, wherever it is. And for $6,800, let's say the ticket itself for just a group stage game is 1000 bucks. I got 5800 to fly down there yeah. to get a hotel, to enjoy South Africa or wherever the World Cup is.
4: You know, uh, I'm going to the World Cup. I'll see you later. I'm using my 6800 to go on the college football Tour that I always wanted to go on. I, you know, I'm just gonna I am just going to i am not gonna stalk him. It sounds like I am, but I'm not gonna stalk Josh Pate. I'm just gonna go to wherever Josh Pate goes, <laughs> week in and week out, because he goes to the best games, right? I want to go to uh to see a, a game at the horseshoe. I've already been to the big house, been there, done that won a game, no big deal. I want to go to Austin, I want to go to Texas, I want to go to Southern Cal. Uh, I want to go to Washington. I want to go to Bryant Denny. I want to go I want to go to all these places and see big games. And I think 6800 bucks if I if I do the flights right, I could probably fund an entire season week after week after week of the best college football money could buy. There you go my friends. What do you say? We've
3: got the top 5 at 5 coming your way next. We got your texts on what you would do with your $6800. It's off-sides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, we are the fan upstate.